0: Yeah, my back hurts.
1: Sorry to hear that. Good evening, everybody. (laughs) The timing. My name is Dylan. I'm going to be your DM for this evening as you join us on another episode of Dragon March. (laughs) Here on Natural One Media. Some of us are getting old, let's be honest. Some of us are getting old. (laughs) We're experiencing pains and aches. And in you yearn for the days that you would hearts. look
2: up Sonic the Hedgehog OC's.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring that up, but all right, here yeah, there here we are. that is. <laughs> now that's it, Look
2: every now and then we got to tease the things we we get up to in the pre this, in the pre-stream.
1: <laughs> if we're going to tease it then we have to actually like stream that later. <laughs> when, that
2: that's the thing is what we need that's what we save for when people start supporting more and we can open a patreon and then you can get our exclusive pre-stream sonic sonic the hedgehog oc's <laughs> discussions exclusive pre-stream one dollar a month you finally get a sonic, reason the H- for patreon sonic the hedgehog exists.
1: oc <laughs> last time Before all this went down, uh, our adventurers, our party members, had sort of split off from each other. They were trying to accomplish different tasks as they prepared for a rather risky mission. Uh, The objective being to sort of rendezvous and make their way into the Velvet Curtain, which is this very illustrious performance theater on the northern side of the city of Roat. And the idea was that they were going to possibly attend a performance at the same time as a seemingly fairly important figure in the city itself, Uh, a man by the name of Eberson, uh, owns a lot of land in the area and has connections and ties seemingly to Sandy Krodstock, who had mysteriously passed away uh, just recently. Um, so in order to kind of get answers, you know, figure out some clues, and hopefully decipher this sort of mysterious note that they had received, um, the hope is that they will be able to sort of meet Eberson, uh, where he is known to be, which is at the Velvet Curtain. Uh, so they had split off into groups of three. Uh, one group, Dak and Nathaniel, went to acquire outfits. Uh, so that the group could pose as a foreign dignitary and their, uh, their consorts and their, uh, their accomplices, uh, sort of visiting the city. Uh, another group, uh, Set and Silva, visited the library at Morgrave University, uh, so that Silva could, uh, transfer over some of her newly acquired spells. And so that set could uh get some further information on the layout of the Velvet Curtain itself, since uh for just about everybody it's their first time attending. Um And then we had uh Caspian Durant, uh of the uh of the lanterns and of the, the King Citadel. And Johannes no who to went to uh Yes. Uh who went to the velvet curtain itself to try and find more information on the performances that were going to be coming up and hopefully see which ones uh eberson might be interested in attending and luckily for them they bumped into a very kindly gentleman um a mr dubois um who seems to come from a long line of architects uh and designers who have a history Uh, within the city itself. Uh, Mr. Dubois took quite a shine to Johannes, uh, and so, in in such, actually offered to provide the tickets for uh, Johannes and his party, Um, since Dubois plans to attend uh, tomorrow evening's performance of My Fair Lizard Folk, uh, which is going to be a revival of the the play. Uh, The first time in a while it's been able to be performed. And as such, a lot of people are going to be in attendance, including uh, Mr. Eberson. I had to fix myself. Nathaniel and Deck had a very close run-in, wherein Eberson actually arrived at the uh, the tailor that they had uh, approached to order their outfits, uh, picking up his own outfit for the festivities before leaving. Uh, And after that, all three groups uh, reconverged, reunited in a local park. Um, shared some of the information. Uh, Dak revealed the falsehoods, uh, that he had, uh, provided to the Taylors, uh, Van Hortons and Mortons. Uh, in regard to their needing of the outfits in order to, uh, for a foreign dignitary that they were representing, that may or may not be involved in some sort of plot against the royal family itself. uh. Also taking care to uh, make sure that some sort of a, a bill or a debt is incurred upon uh, Broken Blade Castle, uh, the residence of the king of the nation. Uh, so with that all tidied up, uh, the group reconvened, sort of reviewed things real quickly before making a quick uh, relocation back to the cow's eyes so that they could further solidify their plan, finalize what it is that they're going to do, and be prepared uh, to attend tomorrow evening's play. So we will uh, hop right back into it. We will rejoin uh, We will go ahead and rejoin our uh, our characters. We will rejoin Dak, Nathaniel, Seth, Silva, Jasper Rose, and Clark Bart as they go over their uh, their plan for how they are going to spring into action. So where we had left off, currently I have you all sitting on the map of the Continent of Corvair, but I'll go ahead and pop you over to the nice uh, blueprints of the theater of the Velvet Curtain uh, that the Seth was able to acquire. The we'll
2: theater. I switched scenes. I didn't see you posing like this until I switched scenes, and I thought the entire like you and Kevin specifically were so still that I thought it was broken. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pan like a moment of panic because I thought the stream was broken.
3: Uh, I feel like that's like a good title for like our entire friendship. A moment of panic. Moment of panic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Valid. Mm. So, we once again have the the blueprints before us. Uh, there was a very brief conversation in regards to where it seemed like kind of the the accessible entrances and exits to the velvet curtain uh, seemed to be located, uh, as well as the position of the stage and the VIP balcony where it is likely. Uh, that all of you will be seated. Uh, so at this point, uh, you have the map before you. Uh, I encourage you to begin discussing amongst each other to, uh, to determine your roles. Uh, determine where perhaps things like seating arrangements, things like that. Uh, where you want to have people be positioned, where you want to go. What is your goal once you get there? Uh, absolutely feel free to do so. Caspian is sitting in with you, of course. He is a very, very focused in on the task at hand. This is where his own training as a member of the Lanterns is sort of kicking in, Uh, and he is very much present and in the moment uh, with you as you formulate this plan.
2: All right, well, let's get a determination here. We have some markings that are on here. What What were they for?
4: Uh, so we had the main entrance called out, which was, uh, swap real quick, this. Uh, Uh,
1: and real quick, you guys, I, I believe y'all have permission to draw on this blueprint.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, draw. Please be responsible with that.
2: Totally gonna draw. Only
1: draw. (laughs)
0: Um, I know we had the yellow marked. Um, text, on absolutely,
1: the... go for it. Text, please. Yeah. Text, we, like, text, draw shapes. Whatever you guys need to do to help yourselves plan this out. There
0: we go. The yellow on the bottom left, on yes. the uh, the lower map, that was marked stairs that were leading out towards uh, right. Here, let me right. freehand draw right. red. This was a back entrance, correct?
1: Yes. A uh, secret sort of back like a, entrance. Sort of a sort of a back entrance uh, leading off into an alley um, and the the stairway itself sort of loops around and heads upstairs uh, to this sort of long hallway uh, that's up on the second floor uh, behind the stage.
4: Okay, yeah. So just a refresher, top half is the second floor. Yes. So the the top half half is is the second floor. floor. Yep. exactly. Um yeah so I uh I believe we had brought up yeah that stairwell along the back in case we need to for whatever reason get out and that main stairwell is not viable um and then also that uh that stairwell off to the right um this one on the second, and then oh Jesus. Controlling this is a blast. Uh so then on the first floor, what seems like it would be like the entranceway to the private seating that we will likely be sitting in. Um the little square right here looks like that could possibly be a like roof access ladder for maintenance kind of thing
2: could also case end up being a closet, even sketchier also could end up being a closet so that's kind of something i don't i think we would want to know <clears throat> yes very easily uh, could i just be a closet
4: <laughs> yeah it's there's there is a exact same size right above it on the second floor so that's why i was thinking that it could be
2: uh right. But also uh, if you if there access. would be if it would be built on the bottom floor, you would inevitably build it like that on the second floor as well because you're not just going to have a strange box for one closet jut out from the entire building. You
5: know, so, uh, the guard, you know. Aesthetic.
2: Well, I mean like a one a one floor level strange box. Yeah. <laughs> Architects are weird, man. I, I still, I would. Architects I would, are so weird. <laughs> I would give, I would, I would play with the, I would just play with the, I would play with the presumption that things would have a function, even if it is just, even if it could be that way. What it is for sure is that at least it is either a closet on each level or it is the access, but there's no ladder yeah. marking here. Or any type uh, even of, like, if it is a
5: closet, there are still doors that lead in and out of it.
2: Well,
4: one. Yeah, it's it's just something that we'll have to, we would want to potentially try and check when we arrive on the premises. If that's even the way that we end up going. Right. It that's could be that the way that we actually end up going is this this kind of back area up Mm-hmm. To whatever's back here, even though that does kind of look like like st- stage crew area back there yes.
2: i I would believe so as well because it looks like on the map that that leads to specifically the area that would involve the you know you can kind of see what looks to be. Uh, bedrooms and whatnot marked on the top floor mm-hmm. um you know and then do we what is uh on the top floor map what well, what is is this just because it kind of looks like there's a step here so open air the,
4: above the uh uh the stage
2: okay strange yeah it just makes it cause, this uh, yeah. here
1: uh to to note that it it's not it's not shown on here but in the the blueprints that you've acquired in the game that it would note that this is a window it is a viewing window uh the room you're looking at right here is essentially kind of like this larger like almost like a lounge area uh much more like a casual open lounge area and then there's this viewing window that allows whoever's in there to see down uh to the stage below
4: Yeah, so more than likely we would I can only assume be heading up these stairs to access the private area.
2: Then I assume this is a balcony.
4: Yes.
1: Okay. Correct. Yep, that is that is a balcony right there.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I, I believe that's,
4: that's where we're assuming we will be located for the viewing. That's At least a, uh, my impression.
0: Balcony. We don't 100% know, but no,
2: but everything else kind of appears to be, you know, inherently everything. The it is the only room up here that faces the stage. Yeah, all of these have no have no outlook <gasps> into the stage, and unless these are like glass floor, I'm gonna go with they don't really see the stage either with this large wall here.
4: Yeah, this area almost looks like a, a uh, historical museum, kind of like history of the velvet curtain kind of thing. Could also be a uh, lounge. possibly possibly where the go-go dancers are dancing. There's that too. I see, see. I see these as All like just go-go dancers.
2: Wait, is there? Do we, there specifically even noted of go-go dancers here? Was that part of the research? It's what for rich people.
3: It's only a fair assumption. Look, know. man, there's artifices in
5: right? this world. There absolutely could be uh, detective gadgets running around wanting go-go dancer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
4: How <probably>. dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you? Get <laughs> out,
5: everybody!
1: You know what sucks about that? You know what sucks about that? You didn't say go-go gadget. Dancer, like
5: yeah, it would it would have ruined it. It
1: would kind of ruin it, but at the same time, it's it's not the same without it.
5: I I understand. I disappointed the hardcore Specter Catcher fan.
1: We lose either way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm seeing is that we have two major the entrance and exit that we can block off if we if and when we want to set this place on fire.
4: Block. Whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa, Deck. What? No. <laughs> Wait, are we talking in character or out of character
2: right now?
1: You tell me.
3: <laughs> I, I thought we were, we're talking in character. I thought I, we were talking
2: out of character. I had been talking effectively, the conceptually in character. Yes.
5: I thought we were yeah. still figuring out I'm what was figured out last time. I'm just talking, so. It's like, what's all the symbols mean? Uh,
3: it's it's uh, okay. Uh, then in character, Dak will not say that. Dak will instead point at the two exits and say, mm, at the very least, if Lee need to keep uh, the hostile agents within the building, we can we only need to contend with um, two different uh, entry points
5: so I understand that
4: we're, you know, working under the worst assumptions here but this isn't necessarily going to get violent isn't
2: like I mean, what was the note again? It was
4: it is the the crumpled note in your He asked your you to room. leave, I suggest you stay. The landlord agrees. VC north side of the city ask for the tallest seats in the kingdom. And that's it. So like it could just be a conversation. It, it, it could, could very be. well likely
2: It div- could be like, it, 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 the conceptually it could be them attempting to put on a show and, you know, maybe do something to people on stage. Um Hard to say. Red wedding. Hard to say in that aspect. Um, but yes, it very easily could be <laughs> inherently yes. It could be a, their their entire purpose could be to have a discussion where they likely are, you know, essentially while well, maybe not directly, but very heavily imply some form of threat, but not actually create any violence at the velvet curtain. <laughs>
1: An intimidation act.
2: Yes, well, similar to the, similarly kind of to the tryst that showed up in uh, in Seth's hospital room, where they appeared, and they weren't, you know, they didn't obviously plan. They weren't going. They were saying that they weren't going to, you know, just kill him there, but they very clearly (laughs) laid a threat upon upon him or upon them. So. Therefore, based on their experience, I imagine our experience could end up being very similar if this person is in a similar type of league that the Trist doppelganger was a, was attempting to use. Yeah. Um, here's it how are, how are we going
4: to come into this like what is, what is our goal going into this league? So,
2: I guess yes. This is the big thing. Is so are we specifically because of the discussion you were you two were talking about, pointing at Nathaniel on Deck. Are we are we meeting someone there now? Or,
4: or I believe just, Johannes secured Johannes us an
2: entrance. Defense. Based on your scenario here, Johannes. Sorry. Anyway, we away. we just staged he the coup. We
5: didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> An
2: unnecessary. Well, uh, it was, it was Johannes add. and uh, Caspian, right? Yes. So, Caspian, you can maybe answer for Johannes until he awakens from his dazed state. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: Caspian gently uh, sets the cardboard at an angle so it, can rust it <laughs> with the chair. Uh, so, yeah. So myself yeah. and Johannes went to the Velvet Curtain, of course, and we met with um, Casuari Dubois. Uh, Nice. What a name out. He um. He's going to be in attendance at, at the at the play, uh, and he is the one who claimed that he was securing us, uh, tickets for the for the performance. Um, we only would need to, I suppose, meet up with him just before the performance starts. Uh, probably before we go through the main entrance. I imagine he'll be waiting for us there. Um, either that or they'll have the tickets set aside for us uh, under his name, or it could be under mine or Johannes' names that we gave him. Um, what were
2: those?
4: Right. Um, let's
2: reestab- well, yes, let's reestablish our, our identities here. Like, who yeah, are we? so
1: it, it ha- we ended up using false names uh, in speaking with of Mr. Dubois. Um, johannes's false name was
0: um <laughs> oh man see this is inherently a Put the him problem
2: on the spot. well this is the this thing is, we, this the inherent, this a we also call this the issue of uh the fact that we have been playing this now for 24 over over because we had missed days over 24 weeks and in game it has only been three days mm-hmm <laughs> what was mere hours ago for Johannes? Johannes, so two weeks ago yep. in real life.
0: Caspian, this isn't good. What was the name? You don't remember the name you gave him? I remember. Yours was something very dumb. I remember that. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, uh, yes, of course. Oh well. Anyway. The name that he gave him was uh, Jasper Rose, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes. Ah, uh, because of the witch. Yes, yes.
4: Jasper Rose. That's that's all right. That's pretty good. And mm-hmm. what about you, Caspian? I'm sure you came up with something clever.
1: Yeah. So when we meet with... Uh, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Jasper, we we Jasper. need to tell you the
2: name, otherwise we will blow our cover. If we need to refer to you by name, we...
4: We need to know it. Right. But also, I, you know, I do
1: this type of espionage stuff professionally. So, you know. Yeah. You
4: know,
2: which means you should have a phenomenal have a name.
1: reputation that has to, you know, be be upkept. So. You
2: well, know. in order to keep that reputation, we're going to have to know your name. Otherwise, after, we're going to have a this, problem.
1: After this mission, you know, there won't be any reason ever for anyone to refer to me as, you know. Clark Bart, or you know anything like that, it, it wouldn't Bart. be required.
2: Clark, Bart, Caspian. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it just after this, it, it, you'll never need to hear that name again. You will. It'll be like that now, person. Now, please never remind ever, me,
2: Caspian. Was that Clark Bart or <laughs> no, Clark Bart? That was,
1: here, let me here, let me say it really slow. I'll spell it for you so that you know exactly how to write it down. Okay? Yeah, really
2: make it. Make sure you. I'll sound lean it in.
1: Out. I'll lean into the joke. I'm I'm not afraid to to lean in. C L A R K space
4: B A R T Okay, so Clark good Morton. basic forgettable name.
5: Yeah, um, ex- absolutely. gonna um, go ahead and all you your cool names on other missions. Um
3: Forgive the interruption, um, but I feel that it would be weird to call you Prince Clark.
1: Then you probably shouldn't. Yeah, I think I think Clark. that's a good instinct you have, and you should. Why do you insist on calling
2: him intent. Prince in the first place? Yeah, where did this come from, Dak? Is that? Forgive me, but is that not the
3: title that he has?
1: No, no, no. oh no, Dak! I'm not royalty in any way. You're thinking of like a like a wine and deer or a Bornell. Like I'm I am not a prince. I work for the royal family, but I am not myself a member of it.
4: I'm sure if you really you just want to think give him a title like an
3: Mister tale? would
1: be about it.
3: I don't believe I've understood.
4: Thank or you, sir. Are you knighted?
2: Have, have you gotten him confused with an old tale? I believe I recall it.
5: Perhaps an old sailor story.
2: I believe it involved a tiger and a closet. <laughs> tiger a sorcerer and a closet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I preferred the I preferred the the prequel, the sorcerer's great nephew twice removed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, Alright, so... But yes, no, he's he not royalty. And so, And so, I mean, Back besides that point, you especially shouldn't call him prince when you are the one who is supposed to be the, Correct. the only royal dignitary.
1: Here. <coughs> royalty, in the grand sense, is going to be you because you're going to be portraying the foreign dignitary.
5: I, On that note, actually, how many tickets did you score? Is it just for the two of you?
1: He was... Enthusiastic in his speech, it sounded like he was trying to secure. I mean, we did bring up how many people were in our own party at one point. It sounded like he was trying to secure tickets for everyone.
0: It did. He so it was, uh, he
1: was sort out. of a goodwill. J- yeah,
2: sure I mean, enough we would find out, but even if we didn't, if we can at least, if I mean, that's the thing, is at least if a couple of us can get in there, others of us can potentially. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, I guess, how much we want to, but maybe a couple of you then could utilize some of these back access points in order to sneak in and just at least be around for backup.
5: I it, We would need, at minimum, two real tickets in order to sell what we're doing here. One for Doc.
2: Well, well I mean, the, it depends on just how many. We will all show up. It, the question is just, how many does Dubois give us? Yes, Doc. <laughs>
3: Um, if uh, forgive the interruption, um, but if it, it does, uh, reach the matter of, uh, there not being enough tickets for everybody, um, then, um, I could make a scene, um, and that's in a diplomatic, um, a diplomatic situation.
1: I sense <laughs> that this is no. something that you're really into as a person. <laughs> Uh, especially iron. given what you pulled at the tailors, but mm. um, I, I would think we should, again. Be, no. we should be really emphasizing to not make a scene as much as possible.
5: Yeah, fuck, yes. remember, you're not even supposed to be able to speak our tongue.
3: True. Uh, uh, merely, I would like to say that um, if they cannot allow a dignitary his cards, uh then. Uh, most people would uh, be more subjective to uh, potential calls to uh, the king um, and such, if required.
2: It, it, um, yeah, Not, not. Oh, forgive me. Um, well, I was just going to help you move it along here. I agree. Like, I understand your point where, like. It does make sense that inherently, if you are not allowed all your guards, many would likely raise a a hubbub about it. We're just noting we might not want to, but that doesn't mean that we can't make the, we can't ask, but we could do it calmly. (laughs) Should it come to it
4: as a absolute last resort? It's on the table. It's on the very edge of the table, but it's on the table. <laughs> We're having a conversation, Dak. You don't have to raise your hand. Oh, um, I do not mean to interrupt you. Um, what does a diplomatic incident look
3: in this country? Uh,
2: I'm sorry. Well, the question was, what does a diplomatic incident look like? Yes, uh, uh,
3: you all uh, seemingly it's really dependent. To perceive it. I'm sorry for the interruption, but you all seem to uh, believe that is there is something violent.
2: Oh, it depends. Really, <laughs> I think it could depend. I think I think making a like essentially, you know, boisterously making demands could count as one. Uh, another could be something violent. I think there are many ways for one to exist. At least as at least as it has occurred in history, um,
4: not necessarily strictly violent either. Just aggressive.
3: Um, yes, may that's I, true. Forgive me for the interruption, but um, may I uh, inform you that the people of Salona don't typically make scenes out such as that uh, in public? Um, it would be much of the vein of, we will inform of your king, of your actions, and uh, what comes of it comes of it. And then, uh, sharply leave. Yeah, see, that's right. That
1: is that is still very much a, a threat, or at least it is a threatening tone. It's still
2: aggressive. It, oh. but to be fair, if that now one thing to note is at least to be fair, if that is truly how it is, then it isn't necessarily one to to put against that. Um, you know, if you want to look at it inherently from uh, like a logical perspective if one of our concerns being that potentially somehow either you know anybody who is a member of the circles has any concept of the of the kingdom that exists maybe they are supremely well traveled or whatever right And they know these things. If Dak does act differently from what is supposed to be expected of their people, that could raise red flags if we do run in that situation. The only way that we're going to know that is really if it seems very clear that they truly do not understand the customs. But for the most, again, inevitably, we will start by at least just seeing... How many tickets they do have. And if anything, like I said, it may be beneficial to potentially have one or two of us kind of, you know, be able to kind of sneakily be in there. But you seem to have informed him of the number. We'll find out. The, uh, did you give him other, Johannes or uh, Caspian, did you give him any other name? We didn't
0: give any other names, like, specifically.
2: Okay. Thus, we should probably come up with our aliases for the rest of us now.
0: Not a bad idea.
4: Uh, Real quick, on the the note of those tickets, I'm just looking over at the note again. It says to ask for the tallest seats in the kingdom. It doesn't necessarily imply that we're gonna need tickets.
2: I don't know. Inevitably, <laughs> we can bring it up.
0: <laughs> There's also a possibility that um, Casuari is related to this note.
2: That is also yeah, true. It...
0: Perhaps that's why he was so eager to give us the tickets. I don't that's think we really have good. too many other options though, besides going there and being careful. We could always be prepared. It's always
2: something that potentially could be brought up. It could easily be something that is requested by the dignitary upon upon seeing the like. We we get to the. It could be one of those things where it's like, ah, uh, now that we've entered the outside, suddenly the dignitary, you know, you know, says something, and then we translate it as, oh, he would like to know if we could, if while we're in, if. Upon entering here, if we could see that, or we could have the tallest seats in the kingdom. Um,
1: yeah, we could easily pass it off as hearsay, yeah. something that they have heard about the city.
0: Ah, Prior that's a good visiting. point. Yeah.
2: Or even just their own phrasing. I mean, I can't imagine this mm-hmm. is the only place that phrasing would exist. Um, so there's avenues. We have multiple avenues. Um, but the aliases right. are going to be important here.
0: Yes, I believe. Let's yeah, go one by one who still needs. Set. what okay what do you well, think
2: I think what's most important is we should maybe we should determine Dax
4: yeah Dax yes. is probably the most yes. crucial yes everyone yes. else's names probably don't even really matter we are just the DAC employees um, uh
1: I will absolutely address your hand being raised in just a moment um when you spoke to the tailors about the dignitary that you were working for did you provide a name for that dignitary?
3: Do not believe so, no.
1: Okay, so that representative is is unnamed. They don't have any kind of name for them. Okay, so then we do have, we do have some freedom here. We have. Uh, <coughs> uh, well, Doc, you, you should
2: say? probably come up with the name, given that you would know what a name from that country would likely sound like.
1: Yeah, sorry. You said just to, to make sure everybody's on the same page. So this is a this is a representative from Sarlona. As in across the sea, Sarlona.
3: The Empire of Riedra.
1: Riedra. Riedran specifically. That. I,
3: I will be. Oh, forgive the interruption. I will be Haran of Duratar.
2: Haran. Uh, of uh, Duratai?
3: Uh, It is the um, common or the uh, covariant D, the covariant U, the covariant R, the covariant A, the mm-hmm. covariant T, uh, the covariant space, mm-hmm. uh, the covariant T, once more, the covariant A, and mm-hmm. the covariant L.
2: The Corvair space. I Duratown. Duratown. fucking
4: <laughs> <came. laughs> <laughs> 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 hate. Oh, I hate that. That works. <clears> the <throat> that,
1: that's. I'm. You know. I was really. I was really aggressive about it before, but the more I think about it, I mean, or. Any kind of rage representative. It's not like the city of Rote has frequent communication and collaboration with Rhaedra. I mean it's a secretive it's a secretive uh, community. The the nation itself keeps its borders uh, pretty closed, save for a few people. That mysteriousness can work to our favor.
3: It is forgive the interruption, but this is important not not to call me an inspired lord. And for those
1: who like not call you. Before. Yes. Are there not other representatives who are inspired?
3: There are. And they are they are a complete and different um, group from Emissaries and Dignitaries.
2: So what are we meant to title you?
3: Emissary
0: or Dignitary. Dignitary Durator. Emissary Haran. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Emissary Haran, uh, Dignitary of the Empire of Liridra.
0: Emissary Haran.
2: Now if now we should at least the rest of us potentially maybe have somewhat reagent names especially those of us who are likely going to enter in with DAC at you know at need of it but or at least just to establish a little bit of
4: yeah continuity. who's doing
2: what
1: yes we, also- hey, we that's a great get the- point. We do need to finalize roles. We had, we were discussing them in the past, but we need to finalize the role that everybody's going to play.
5: Right, so obviously Docs are dignitary. That's not a question. Silva's going to be his uh, entertainer, I think is what we called her. Yeah, bard. Entertainer, consort, something like yes, that.
2: I effectively am going to play the role as bard. Uh, multiple right. bards are used close by as kind of like a a confidant, if you will, to many royalties, so...
5: Right, so those two helpful. will come in together, no matter what. They are pretty much going to be our face, and the rest of us will just serve as bodyguards, I suppose. Although, yeah, that's right. We do need a translator. Well, the can't be silver. The,
2: the translating role—that was the thing was—we're potentially that a set potentially would be better at maybe, uh, throwing. You know throwing a face if you will um otherwise inevitably we could end up uh we can kind of my thought was potentially that set and i could almost kind of where set plays the main role but i kind of like play in as the backup one who potentially has more of like a schedule or whatnot
1: Almost like an assistant keeping him on track.
2: Yeah. Yes, like an assistant to
4: the assistant. That could work. Uh, I I only my only hang up there is that I'm, you know, still actually recovering. So I don't know if I would necessarily be truly the most fit for the role.
1: Yes, dang. Well this is Oh,
3: sorry, go ahead. Well, in the interruption, but I do believe that Johannes might be able to serve as translator as well. Translator. Um, It is easy to see, uh, forgive me, I'm I'm just trying to find the right words for it, but uh, I believe Johannes has a trustworthy face, um, which will Make him more likable to those re encounter.
2: That is that is a fairly true statement, yes. Um, uh if, if you're not feeling confident set, that could be a valuable alternative if you feel if you feel so yourself uh yourself Johannes.
4: Yeah, yeah I would I would have to say personally I feel you know I'm confident in being able to sneak around, but being the being the face person, not so much.
2: I feel at least between. Let's see. My, I would say, well, I can kind of, you know, if if you want to, I mean, if you want to think of part of what we're doing as acting, then inherently, I would give myself a decent grade. But uh, what an actor know, thing to do. Otherwise, you know, I would rate my ability to deceive. <laughs> uh, I would. <laughs> I'd rate my ability to receive a three out of ten.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I suppose. I mean, I would be um, willing to take over, but what would I be? I.
2: It would just be if any. How would I do this? I mean, I guess that's the thing. That's why maybe it maybe will be better just to have me utilize the role mm. as a whole. But the the at least as far as you know, most assistants to dignitaries often work. It's mainly you know your effectively you're just doing looking for what it is that we are you would bring out all of the things that we are actually looking for once we determine nobody that we're speaking with has any concept of the tongue that Dak is speaking then inherently it doesn't matter what he says it's just mattering of you getting what we want by his translation because obviously none of us speak the language either yes Dak
3: Forget the instruction, but Johannes, I can um, also feed you things that I truly do want to say, and little things that uh, that are key to Salona for those that might be a bit more well travelled. Um, while I may be speaking in I can communicate
0: with you through other means. Yeah,
5: so you're you're today,
0: um, handy here. That's a uh, fair point
2: based on however your experience of doing it with uh, with at least myself and if I had to guess then likely m- multiples of us seemingly though you could do that with anyone yes so at least it's well this is a, that could be of assistance to you Johannes if you wish to be the face I'm not against the idea of doing it all, all like of uh, myself being the main translator I the, my main hesitance of why I kind of think it wouldn't be as convincing if I was the main translator... ...is, well, look at me.
5: <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, but I... <laughs> right. Now, if then I were to again... throw my two copper into this plan, I would say that Johannes being the translator does make a wee bit more sense than having it be set... As I'd rather have set be an actual chateau on the floor than a shadow to the dignitary
0: yeah well, my well, one hold up on this plan is we did when Caspian and I were talking to casowary, we did imply that we were business partners that's right um,
2: you um, have met him, which does put up a hole in uh,
1: yeah mm-hmm. he has seen your faces. a face the previous connection there. Yes, and the and, only ones so who we'll unfortunately see our faces are
0: the tailors. I, I could. Now, I'm sure the two Caspian? of us could chip in.
2: Now, were you were you noting that you and Caspian were business partners, and you were the dignitary were business partners?
0: Myself and the dignitary were business partners. Okay, so Caspian, I forget. Still... Did you say we were?
1: No, 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 no. We we did. It it was established that you and I were together with the party that included the dignitary. Yes,
0: yes, yes, so, yes. I
1: think that's still salvageable. I think we can still pass it off as you actually holding a more significant role than may have been applied initially.
0: That's a fair point. If we point. go that
5: route then we can't say that he's the official translator. He's just filling the role while he's here that night.
0: They do speak yeah, the language.
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah, you work with him on a regular basis as business partners, so you would understand and be able to more efficiently communicate uh what he's trying to get across. Duck? Yes. Okay
3: i the intrusion. If that is the case, then um, uh, Johannes, when you receive your uh, your outfit, um, feel free to personalize it to your liking. For okay. if we are truly business partners, the traditional dress of a bodyguard won't suit you well.
0: Hmm. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I do um, I do agree with this plan. I am willing to maintain the role of the face of this translator sort of thing. Um, I just want to make sure we have all of our uh, all of our sheep in a row before we go in, make sure our backstory is planned. And then also, yes. we should also make a game plan of what information we want to find out, where we want to go, when, so we can all sort of be on the same page if the need arises.
2: Uh, well, I guess inherently... Um, well, I mean, we were kind of beginning that discussion earlier. Um, I, I still kind of want to finish the names a bit.
0: You Um, know what? Yes, 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 yes. Um,
2: Dak, I think you should, as effectively I will be playing the role as your, I guess, somewhat servant, um, slash assistant, but probably it would probably position more like servant. Uh, you, why don't you provide me a name that you think would work best? Yes, um uh,
3: Duali All right. The Corvalian D, the Corvalian U, the Corvalian A, the Corvalian A once more, the Corvalian L and the Corvalian I.
2: Uh, and then, yes, let's... Let us gather one for then Nathaniel and sit.
4: Uh, So we'll just be taking on, what, bodyguard roles then?
5: Uh, Just generic bodyguards for you and I. Faceless names in the crowd.
4: Great.
2: Uh, Yes, that could be true. If anything, you can you can maybe take if you are forced to utilize names you can if anything uh you can honestly you could easily uh just pretend to not understand corvair and therefore not really give an answer and then push come to shove if he's really insistent uh i will just uh i will maybe i will i will push forward at least something that sounds similar or Dak can give me one on the fly but at least maybe for now, then we can just maybe make the pretend, make pretend that both Nathaniel and Set are, don't speak Corvair in common. And thus, similarly, then wouldn't necessarily give their names on command. And then if anything, yeah. I can pass it off as not being important. <laughs>
4: and I mean, if anything, you could you could simply refer to us as like ranks, like lieutenant corporal or something like that. It's like, oh. You don't need another name. They're, they're, we were always refer to this one as lieutenant. This one as you know, whatever. Yes, sir.
3: Forgive the intuition, but the correct term for, or rather, the closest translation for, uh, Before someone of your role will be guardian. Guardian.
0: Okay.
3: So. Yourself, uh, Uncle, and Caspian uh, would be guardians.
2: Inherently, uh, that is the shortening of what guard is anyway. Uh, Caspian's already a business
5: partner. He can't be a bodyguard.
2: No, right. No, we're just referring to the two of you.
4: Yeah, just Nathaniel and I are guards.
5: Hey, I gotta Mm -hmm. say I like the sound of that.
0: Yeah, no, just the
5: Guardian, um, Guardian. Giovanni. It <laughs> was way better than the name I thought I had.
2: Well,
3: yeah, so. the the Adrian would
2: would be Palaka.
3: Should I Palaka?
2: Okay if anything that could be a note if you need to essentially make it if <coughs> things start to see if like something happens clearly and something seems sketch you could make like the note like you're kind of just telling them to be nearby <coughs> that could be I mean it just could help sell some things but otherwise inherently if things start to go down inevitably we'll likely end up ditching everything at some point if shit gets real bad
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I
4: no point in keeping up yes, you know the deception. Um should things go as you
3: put it real bad, should we have a phrase or word that we can say for us to know?
2: I think honestly the only way that it would go really bad is if all of a sudden like we're watching the show and just someone is murdered on the stage. I think at that point we don't need one. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think if it really, really goes bad, we will all recognize that it has gone real bad.
2: So, otherwise, in terms of any, in terms of the escape concept, uh, I think there are kind of a couple ways that maybe we could think about it, because uh, then will obviously our our lead out will be probably also very important. Um, looking at the. If we're going to be, if, presuming that we'd be sitting on the balcony, uh, really are, we like, inevitably we would somewhat seemingly be relatively equidistant from going either through the back route or the route we we are likely to go in through. Um, Now, given that there is seemingly a viewing window there, we could like I could somehow see us being there but we'll find that out um inevitably we'll likely go to start I think we'll just try to play along as part like I said if it's a scenario where everyone in the theater is needing to escape like I said it's you know someone's just like something like what happened with the you know Matthias's landlord you know a body rockets through part of the building (laughs) onto the stage then i'm sure everyone in there inherently would begin to attempt to escape we can kind of just follow the crowd
5: i you know at this point everything we've seen so far there haven't been a little subtle about it explosion on a train an explosion in a building they really like explosions
2: so if anything, yeah. depending on the scenario, I think our first thought should be to just follow the crowd out.
4: Agreed. And just, you know, if, you know, push comes to shove and we need to, you know, scatter a little bit and just reconvene, that's all, also a possibility similar to what happened at the, the apartment. Otherwise, right.
2: oh. uh, if if it's a little bit more if it's clearly a little bit more of like a well maybe let's go into maybe one of the other another concept that at least i think we've thought about or we've kind of mentioned with each other at one point inherently if we're showing up and someone whoever it is it's creating all this effectively inside something or essentially <coughs> entices us into some type of like forces us into some type of combat say for example like on the train where all maybe all of a sudden whoever this figure is you know maybe they're in charge of that maybe we find out suddenly they're in charge of or we learn that they are actually also in charge of the warforged and warforged pop up and attack at us inevitably then after likely needing to defend ourselves um most likely, then we'd probably be best for us to go through the front or the back exit. Probably the back, right? Uh, with
4: sudden the back attack. exit. Well, a great the one.
5: They might be fighting more towards the main entrance. So, if we go towards the back, we'd be fighting the crowd essentially. Possibly. My
2: concern is that if we, if, if my concern in this theory is that person who has given us this letter and is dealing with us and whatnot, effectively forces us into some type of violent altercation whether it be like all you know bringing like having warforged appear in the stage somehow or you know turning members of the performance or members of the crowd against us that's what I'm kind of referring to So we are on the balcony, and we're immediately in present danger. Uh, Like, we are clearly the target.
5: Aye, and then that plan, I say back, yeah.
2: Most of everyone
5: thinking the back is good?
4: Yeah, more than likely. Yes.
0: Alright, now that's a
5: great escape plan. But now, let's actually talk about how we're getting in. And
0: what Just we're being through in the, the main
5: entrance, eh?
2: Well, well, that's where we have to start, because then otherwise we need to find Mr. Dubois.
5: Right, we enter yes. the main entrance. Uh, me or Seth, one of us, will lead on, the other one will be at the back playing the role, you know. And then to Doc, Sylvia, and Johannes. They go out to the front desk, they ask for the tickets using Johannes. And hopefully we get all of, all the tickets we need. Like, uh, and if not, we either pay or demand more, however that works.
2: Yes, well, I think in that scenario we'll end up somewhere. Um, well, that's if that scenario will uh, effectively will kind of play it by ear because it'll really depend on the the circumstance around it. Um, but yes. Uh, if we're lucky, Mr. Dubois will be waiting for us outside the front door, um, as I imagine any kind of polite host would. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, yes, if we need to ask about, uh, I mean, I guess, Johannes, you would lead the the ticket discussion, at least. If, it, if Dubois okay. is not outside, then I guess you would likely go. Maybe, you know, you're probably asking if tickets for Dubois were left for you know rows and compatriots or whatever
0: that seems reasonable to me yeah
2: and then inevitably we'll find out um i guess if anything if there's if we if we go there and you ask them about and that he's not there and then you ask him and they have nothing then the i guess then we maybe you can ask them also, how how much are how much for seats in the what the highest the seats way, in the kingdom? Yeah, how much for the highest seats in the kingdom, and maybe that right. triggers something. Um, maybe that triggers something. Maybe that's maybe you know.
1: I did check the rates at the desk. Um, be about fifty gold pieces per person.
2: Right, but my Ooh. my Ooh. question is if we end up using the phrase if maybe that will if maybe if there was what we're summoned with with. yeah if someone who uses the tickets is potentially in on it and then therefore if we use that as like a code phrase maybe that's like a code phrase that they're like known for but like i said that would be like that would end up being the third the third alternative like the third option (laughs) because that would be barring dubois doesn't show up and there are no tickets
4: Well, hopefully he wasn't just, you know,
0: fluffing our feathers. Yeah. Hey, well, I can't no. be
5: honest, lads, I'm not confident in the air tightness of this plan. I don't
2: think we're going
0: uh, to end
4: up with one. Yeah, the, the plan really... there was no certainty to this plan to begin with. Uh, I think we've really
0: gathered about as much as we can. Yeah. suppose what do we do when we get in there?
2: Hold on, Dak, what was your question? Oh yeah, it's easy. Um
0: forgive the interruption. Going
3: back to what Johannes said earlier, um, we do not have feathers. How would he flip
2: them? Okay. Um So here's what we're going to do. Tomorrow evening. Don't don't take it too far. Actually, before
1: that. Tomorrow morning. Uh Dak and Nathaniel, uh you are going to revisit the, the tailors that you went to, pick up the outfits, bring them back to us here at the cow's eye. Tomorrow evening, let's say 45 minutes before curtain call, um, we will make our way over to the main entrance. Uh, if Dubois is there, we will connect with him. otherwise we'll go through the main entrance. We will stop at the vestibule, which is going to be the front sort of the front desk there stop at the desk, verify that we do in fact have those tickets available for us. Um, at that point, we can attempt to use the phrasing, uh, the highest seats in the kingdom, if we, we need to. Um, and then that should allow us to get past the guard at the front, and that's going to get us into the actual theater itself. And from there, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to direct us as far as where we need to go in order to reach the VIP balcony. And then it's just a matter of waiting for Eberson to be there.
2: Or at least wherever our tickets end up being. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah.
0: What do we do when we find Eberson?
2: That's really where the, uh, that's really keep the question Keep
1: things civil.
0: Is. Yep. Keep things civil. Don't I make mean, it
1: abundantly clear that we're trying to get answers out of him. We want to keep things cordial.
2: So, we're not Going to pull a Trist's interrogation attempt. Yeah, really, the thing that I feel like he, we're making I clear really here
4: yeah, that that'll probably be for the best. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to play off of uh, how Eberson interacts as well. Because um, I mean, we don't even know for a hundred percent certainty that the person who gave us this note was even Eberson, right?
2: It is just a, it's, it is just the, you are assuming
4: our
1: primary It's lead, the closest,
2: the yeah, it's the closest, I mean, it's the closest thing because it's the only, it's the main person, it's like the act, it's the main person with the, it's the prominent person that starts with the, that is attached to the velvet curtain.
4: so. Yeah. Outside so it's just our best lead. Okay.
2: <laughs> let's. And that, we'll just had, have to...
1: and that had connections to Sandy Crodstock.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so let's, we'll just have to play it safe. Yeah, so let's let's let let's kind of sleep on it, get ready in the morning. And honestly I think we're just going to make best with what we have. Marshall speak translation It's nine fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's not wait till the next session to actually start the velvet curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? We can push it back just a little bit. Please.
4: Please. All right. Trust me. I want to get through the days just as much as you do. I I need to uh, get back to not having a permanent negative modifier text. I want to break break the cycle
2: of one day every eight episodes. that's the best so, kind of
3: show
1: yeah uh so, really depends. in that case uh what we will do is we can choose to end the day there have everybody uh retire for the evening uh in which case you will all get a full night's rest and we will pick up tomorrow morning um so if there's no no objections to that, we can go ahead and do so.
0: Yes, let's yeah. do it. I, think uh, we're good. I don't think anyone has
4: any other plans. No sneaking in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> no one would do that. It would take like an entire session to get that done. That would be... Holy irresponsible.
2: <laughs> Listen to you. Hello, ma'am. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with...
4: Turning in for the the evening.
1: Alright, excellent. In that case, we will do uh, a little bit of a time skip here as we will uh, Mm -hmm. smash cut to the following day. Everyone gets a full night's rest.
5: Trangon Trangon (laughs) Marks Symphony uh, (laughs) Shapudin.
1: Yes, you you all come back. Everyone has facial hair.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Rest. Oh, my temp hit points. No.
4: Oh, yeah. Temporary hit points go away.
2: I think we'll make it. I think the... 5 HP could be kind of here, here nor there. Okay. I did not ask for you, Bixby. So, I did.
1: Speak. We reach we Dawson. reach the following morning, um, and so I can tell you right now essentially, uh, Dak and Nathaniel, um, uh, early in the morning you make your way back over to Van Hortons and Mortons, um. It takes quite a while to get back over there. It's just the two of you heading over, um. So you kind of have to remember where it is that you're going. Make a quick, uh, real quick perception roll for me.
5: Do,
3: do, 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 do. I have one eye, Dylan. Disadvantage.
2: <laughs> you got an 18. Thanks for reminding me. Disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> I got 16.
1: Okay, yeah. So yeah, you are... There, there's a little bit of confusion here and there. A couple a couple streets that you kind of have to double back on. Uh, but you actually do manage to make your way back over to where, where the tailor is set up. Uh, they are open already for business, so you step inside. Um, and they actually do provide you with multiple of these large boxes, uh, neatly tied up, much in the way that, like, Epperson's was, um, neatly tied up with these, like, very intricate bows, um, and they, they laid the boxes out before you, um, they do not provide you with any kind of a cart or anything to carry them on, uh, they just give you, give you the packages of the, the outfits, and then they wish you a good day.
0: Uh,
5: before we, uh, you, you go. <laughs>
3: Oh, before we leave, I give, I believe, Morton. Uh, the guy, that he was the guy I mostly spoke to, right? Yes, I'm gonna, that's canon, uh, I believe. Um, yes. Uh, so I'm gonna look at Morton and just give him a knowing, like, glance from my one eye and nod to him slowly. Or, like, give him one single head
1: nod. Make an inside check.
3: 16.
1: He gives you this kind of look where he furrows his brow a little bit. And then, very, very difficult to decipher for most people. You see, he gives a curt little.
5: <laughs> before returning back to his work. All right, before we go, I got something too. Mm hmm. I'm going to put uh, 10 gold pieces in that little tip jar they got there. Okay. Look at both of them. Finger to my lips to just go. Shh. Then I'll take care of the packages. Carry them myself. I will um,
3: carry the smallest one and I'll struggle with it.
1: <laughs> Alright, make a strength check, both of you. 11. Four. You say four.
3: Yes. <laughs> I can only count. <laughs> you do more. actually struggle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I set this DC low. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> listen, I aim to disappoint.
1: Uh, yeah. So, all right, Nathaniel, you don't really have too much of a problem with it. Um, you've carried uh, heavy packages like this before. Uh deck, you find yourself struggling with the box that you are carrying, uh, it's a little more, like, top-heavy, it's hard for you to keep a good balance with it, and you find yourself kind of tilting left to right. Um, unfortunately, you find yourself tilting too far over to one side, and you actually fall over with the box, and the box's weight kind of carries you down to the ground, where it slams down into a puddle. (laughs) Uh, the box smashes down into the puddle, uh, and you quickly, you know, pick yourself back up, bring the box back up, and it's mostly intact, though a noticeable portion of the box is now entirely damp.
3: I'm going to begin running my hand over it and casting blessings, which is uh, Dax's word for predis- pre pre-digitation. digitation. Thank you. <laughs> My speech impediment assails me once again. Um, Oh, and use primarily using the you can instantly clean uh, or soil an object no larger than one cubic foot, and just slowly like mark my way down.
1: Gotcha. The this is some this is some pedantic nonsense on my part. Yep. But the box is... I would argue the box is larger than... Well, I suppose that would be the... It's the area that you were trying to clean... Yes. ...is a cubic foot. Yes. So yeah, I suppose that would work. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you kind of, uh, the uh, you use your blessings to kind of wave your hand over top of it, and you see where this kind of very large, noticeable staining of the box sort of slowly fades in. It's not a complete fix, but it does seem to remove a lot of the the water that is sapped into the box. Itself.
3: Got it. And then I struggle some more.
5: Okay. Uh, so the you two of you back to my to packages. I can do this.
3: <laughs> um it is my path to walk. I will be able to do this. Uncle
5: um mm. And Hey, uh, Show me your independence. Let's go.
1: Alright, so the two of you successfully make your way back to the cow's eye with the outfits. Um, everyone is able to uh, prepare theirs, to get theirs put on. Um, one one more round uh, before the event this evening. Uh, once again, last call, if there's anything else that anybody wants to do beforehand, any kind of prep, anything like that. Speak now, uh, or forever hold your peace, because uh, otherwise we'll hey, be jumping right live pack. In the
2: of... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Wait, dude, show me that mythic
1: I have to crack my pack.
4: All right, I think I'm good. Give it up. A... Oh, <laughs> I have to get a whiff. Uh, <laughs>
1: all right, and we'll have uh, we'll have Johannes describe any changes that he makes to his outfit as we uh, as we arrive. Um, yeah, so we're going to cut once again to the evening of the performance. Uh, the group gathers together, huddled together, everybody dressed in their outfits. Johannes, are there any alterations that you ended up making to your outfit uh, to make you appear as more like a business? Uh,
0: business um. Oh man, I'm not like a seamstress, so um, I guess I would... Do I see like a rose anywhere <laughs> nearby on the way there, or in the the lobby, or anything? Any sort of flower? There I could make are... like a small lapel.
1: Yeah, there would there would absolutely be flower beds like outside of the velvet curtain. You could easily like pluck a rose. From.
0: Yeah, I'll pluck something and just like pin it to my Great. my lapel.
1: Yeah, so tuxedo mask, he gets his rose, puts it on. Yes,
0: um,
5: <laughs> but you didn't do anything.
1: Uh, Francisco, if you would like to describe the outfit, uh, that Dak is wearing, uh, so that everyone is familiar with its appearance.
3: I'm glad you asked, because I wrote it down somewhere, please, please, (laughs) just, okay.
5: hope so you made it up.
3: I did make it up, and I thought I wore it down, but you know what? It is what it is, we're just gonna go with it. Um, Make so, it up again, round two, here we go. Round two, here we go. Um, so Dak is, comes out wearing a, uh, what well, looks to be almost like a tun- uh, long tunic uh, with a belt, uh, or rather a sash wrapped around the middle. The tunic <laughs> itself, um, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. is a, a lilac purple? Purple, uh, yes.
1: That's correct.
3: Uh, The sash being a variant of uh, silver. Um, He wears on his head what looks to be uh, not a veil, but a. a, Almost like a piece of cloth that's been draped over his head and then bound in place by a band Um, or rather a uh, pseudo glass diadem. That uh, he asked Morton, Hort- uh, Morton and Horton to make. That's uh, correct. Uh, and it is slightly askew to part to cover up um, his eye patch, uh, so that it is mer- it can be passed off as a fashion statement rather than his actual uh, disfigurement. Um, and aside from that, he does wear um a similar silvery sash over from his left shoulder going down to his right to his right hip.
1: Mm-hmm. And just to verify, who is wearing the dress that you purchased from the window? It would be Silver. Alright. Would you like to describe that dress for us real quick?
3: The dress is not so much a dress, but rather a two-piece suit. Uh it is green, mostly green in color, um, and, and it's been described as a living flower, uh, and that's all the information I got. And I spent four hundred dollars on that, or rather, four hundred dollars of the king's money on that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So Silva, you are wearing, uh, as described, it is sort of like a two-piece suit. Um, incredible. Emerald green coloring to it that seems to sort of ebb and flow as the light uh, comes across it um, and it definitely has this sort of appearance the uh, The upper chest coming over to the the shoulder has literal Flowers blossoming off of it as it as it comes off to the shoulder there um, Beautiful dress that almost appears as if it is it is made of, of living flowers and flora Um, and, uh, there is actually, you are able to make ample room for your wings to be able to come through on the back, um, and if there's any other modifications that you want to make to the, to the outfit, you can do so, otherwise, uh, yeah, you look wonderful.
3: Um, I also will mention that the ropes that Dag is wearing has silver, uh, silver, uh, lacings.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and then the outfits that everybody else is wearing uh, are kind of similar uh, in fashion uh, to what Dak's wearing long tunics uh, however those are um, orange in color uh, kind of like a, uh, a Mandarin type of orange if you will uh, and the sash is a lo- uh, that tied them around the waist are yellow um they are a bit loose fitting easy to move in um and everybody uh is given a uh yellow headcloth to also wear um it is not as long as the one that cast but it is um uh, it should reach down to the bottom of the head um But uh, out of everybody, Johannes will be the only one to not wear. Uh,
1: So that is our... uh, These are sort of the primary outfits to keep in mind. Uh, So as the group approaches the entrance, uh, the first thing you're going to notice is that uh, Johannes, uh, neither you nor Caspian, see uh, hide or hair of Cassowary Dubois, uh, standing outside. Granted, there are several people outside, many of them moving in through the main entrance. Uh, There's a lot of activity going in and out of the entrance there, as well as people sort of standing around outside. Uh, Many of them excitedly looking over playbills and talking with each other. Um, But you do not see any sign of Casaware as you...
0: Well, Caspian, (laughs) he's not here. Should we go ask the front desk, I guess?
1: Yeah, let's let's just go inside. Um, single file, try to look professional.
0: Okay. Um, I start leading the way to the the front desk. Right. Um,
1: you go through the entrance and you find yourself back in that familiar room that you were in before, uh, where there, there's these <coughs> many very like intricate posters and like paintings, uh, large rectangular pieces that are spread out along the walls. And a little further down, you can see where there's this kind of, like, corner desk area situated, uh, and another hallway that leads further beyond, uh, assuming the- into the actual theater.
0: Okay. Um, well, I guess I'll start moving my way towards the front desk. And, and, and obviously be looking out for cast as I'm walking.
1: The you still don't see any sign of castware as you approach. Uh, the, the group sort of makes their way up to the desk. As you walk by, there are several uh, passerby uh, people that are you know getting prepared to, to end up the theater. Uh, many of them look to the party. Uh, they begin to sort of whisper and, and gossip amongst each other. Um, a lot of attention is sort of being drawn your way as you pass through uh with your very colorful and regal looking outfits. Uh but yeah, you managed to sort of make your way up to the front of the line at the desk. Uh and a very young um uh, very young man, uh nice clean cut haircut. Uh greets you there and says,
0: "Uh yes, how can we help you?" "Um hello, my name is uh Jasper Rose." I believe uh, uh, a man named Caswell Dubois set some tickets aside for us at the uh, the highest seats in the kingdom.
1: Uh, 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 yes. Okay. Um, let me let me take a look. And he kind of fumbles through a few things. I'm sorry. He, could you
5: could you repeat uh, that last
1: part
0: for me, please? The highest seats in the kingdom. I believe the tickets were located at. Right. I
1: wanted to make sure you hadn't misspoken. Uh And he kind of goes through and he's digging through a few things the um, entire
3: time Dak is just staring at the at the boy.
2: It's the fact sure. that he did say, "I'm hoping that you didn't you hadn't misspoken is really the the That's uh,
0: uh, all, uh, uh, alerting to me there's
2: a bit of an illusion there
0: <laughs> red flag there you go that's the
2: you
4: one. Well, oh, there's a red flag. Oh shit. Oh wait, I just now noticed the entire building is covered in red flags. Guys, guys, we have so much to do. We
1: cannot possibly think about these things. We must, we must press on. Um,
2: <laughs> the show. Yeah. Must so he, go on. he's
1: kind of filing through all these things, uh, and then he pulls out this stack of these, um, these sort of like paper cards, like these these like five by seven inch cards with writing on them. Uh, and he takes a small little instrument and he taps each of them. And as he does, they briefly glow sort of like a green light before it disappears. Um, he takes the stack and he hands the stack to Johannes. And he says, uh, right. Tickets for, uh, tonight's performance of my fair lizard folk. Uh, on behalf of, uh, Mr. Dubois, um, he will be waiting for you in the, VIP balcony, sir. Uh, upstairs. Um. Dorothy will lead the way um, and he gestures to an enormous orc uh, that is standing uh, sort of at the the next the next entrance there just this enormous orc built like a bouncer uh, wearing this very small little tri-corner hat on his head uh, standing there looking at the group I squinted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the young man at the counter says, uh, uh, "And yes, uh, also, at since you mentioned," uh, and he reaches under the table and he pulls out a um a small silk bag with a drawstring, uh, and <laughs> places it in front of you, Johannes, and says, "Per your request, do enjoy the show. It should be quite fun." Oh god. Wait, what did he say? Oh god. It's not ominous at <laughs> all. Do do enjoy the show. It should be quite fun.
2: <laughs> hey look. <laughs> I went.
4: Here's a silk drawstring bag. Have fun.
0: I'm scared. Okay. I uh motion to the party to follow did. follow um the bouncer.
3: I continue staring at the at the person that just spoke to Johannes. And after a second, uh, <laughs> I begin speaking readron, but in Johannes's mind, uh, Johannes, you hear. To the attendant please inform him uh, that I wish to say follow the path. It is a common way of saying farewell.
0: Um. Wait, sorry. <laughs> I like I couldn't hear you. Like literally couldn't hear you for a second there, Franny. Oh.
3: Um. To the teller, please uh, tell him to follow the path it is a popular way of saying
0: farewell. OK, um, I turn over to uh, the, uh, the desk man and say, well, follow the path. You're not going to hear those words.
1: He he his eyes light up a bit. And he goes, oh, oh, thank you. Do you use you as well? I suppose.
3: And once those words are said, that uh, kind of tilts his head slightly, turns around slowly while keeping his one eye on the teller, and then follows the rest of the group.
1: The the teller has already begun focusing on the next patron as they have approached, uh, and they are uh, they are already beginning to speak with each other. Uh, and with that, the group is ushered over through to the door. Uh, you see the large orc, the the orc bouncer at the door stares at you all for a moment.
0: Tickets, please. I... show him the tickets that we just received.
1: (sighs) Thank you. Welcome to our fair... city. And he... leads you down this sort of narrow hallway to a, uh... a curtain. Uh, And he waves his hand sort of nonchalantly, and the curtain opens magically. uh, And you are ushered through, and you find yourself in this uh, enormous, beautifully dressed dining area. Uh, Everything around you is spotless. uh, At least everything that you can see, uh, because the area is filled with people. uh, Tons and tons of people, all dressed in the most... Elegant clothing, very extravagant, the highest fashions of the day. Um, Many large groups conversing with each other, people moving back and forth, introducing themselves, greeting, networking, talking with each other. Um, Tons of people. Um, As you kind of make your way into this this main area, you see to your right that there is a, a large section of these sort of round tables, uh... Think the types that you see at, like, award shows, where the the people that are nominated actually sit. Um, it's these very nicely set, uh, tables with brilliant white tablecloths over them. Um, and each one of them has this sort of magical floating, uh, um... of candles, um, sitting above them, uh, seemingly without string or any type of attachment. Uh, and to your left, uh, a bit similar to the layout of the Winchester Scythe, actually, there is a bar set up for patrons to go and, and order and get drinks. You can see that there are bartenders there, sort of rapidly working their way amongst people. Um, there's a lot of, like, slight hand gestures and movements. Uh, many of the bottles are sort of moving by themselves, pouring drinks, moving things around. Cocktails are being made. Um, it's all very busy, quick. Uh, just a lot of motion, a lot of things going on, um, a lot of crowd to get lost in. Uh, as you're making your way through, uh, the orc, uh, sort of stops you off for a moment and says, that way, and points, uh, kind of off to this, this right corner here, um, and, uh, leads you over, and as he does, you see, uh, sort of standing outside of the, what you thought was just a wall, but then you see that there is actually something like a, sort of like an enclosed, like, secluded door. Uh, you see, uh, and Johannes, you and Caspian recognize uh, Cassowary Dubois there, uh, he's just sort of standing by himself, looking around, looks a little anxious, a bit, bit fidgety, uh, but as he sees you approach, you see his face break out into a smile. <coughs> And he goes, Oh uh, yes, there he is, Mr. Rose and Mr. Bart. Yes, yes. I'm so glad that you made it. You, you all got your tickets, of course, I assume. I hope that oh, wasn't too much trouble.
0: None at all, Mr. Dubois. What a pleasure it is to see you on such a beautiful night.
1: Such a pleasure. I am so glad that we were able to meet again. Uh, this would be the rest of your party then, I suppose. Come, come. Uh, I, I would love introductions, but we have no time. We must get upstairs before the show starts. Yeah, uh, right this way. Uh, and he knocks three times on the wall behind him, and a partition of it sort of shifts away, revealing a secret path uh, that was not easily visible before. Um, and he sort of leads all of you inside. The orc, uh, seemingly satisfied as having taken you to where you need to go, uh, turns and returns back to the main entrance. Um...
2: You love a you love but, uh, you love yeah. somebody who's proud of their job. Also, <laughs> the just the fun flavor note I forgot to mention earlier, um, is that this would be one of the only times that you guys would have seen me actually like walking with you and not fluttering with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, okay. And because my wings are more moth-like, what it actually ends up being is the wings actually kind of fold in. So, if you don't really look at them super closely, they kind of just look like... I have a big cape on.
3: Yeah, you were inspired by a moth, and how much I hate that.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, you are now being led by Mr. Dubois, as he takes you through this sort of secret door. You find yourselves in a larger room, Um, there's, like, a a round table off to the corner, and there's, like, another door. He leads you through that door now, and you find yourselves looking at a stairway. And you recognize that this must be, uh... looks like location-wise, you're about right here. Um, or, uh... Yes, right there. Uh, I got that right. You're right there. There. So, So you're in in the stairway. (laughs) Uh... To the to your left is the door that you had just come through, and then to your right is a blank wall. Uh, and you see that uh, Mr. Dubois goes, "Oh yes, this would be uh, unfamiliar to you, wouldn't it?" Uh, just a moment. Uh,
5: Sorry. So and he
1: places his hand right on here. The wall. Is
2: the blank wall, or right here?
1: You are you are standing right here currently, and this is a blank wall. Oh okay. Uh, he places his hand on the wall, and he whispers. Consortium Vectum, Enoch, snaps his fingers, and you see that a portal of sorts opens on the wall itself. Rectangular in shape, uh, a shimmering arcane light comes from it, casting a warm glow over all of it. I, uh... Wow. Wow. Don't know how many of those you have back in your home country, but we do aim to please our foreign visitors. Uh, please, step inside before it closes and kills you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear me. So I would, what I would do is kind of give a whisper as if I'm pretending to tell Dak that information.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Gotcha. Uh, the entire
3: time Dak is just staring at the bar without breaking eye contact. Yeah. But yeah, Literally that'll just be eye contact. like, I'll just
2: kind of like, yeah, I'll like lean in as if I'm whispering mm-hmm. to you that we need to go through it uh, quicker, or quickly.
1: Uh, do you all go through the portal?
2: Really, I just... Yeah, so it's just re- the portal, and then you. are there nice still shoes. stairs?
1: There are, so there are the, yep, there's the portal in front of you. The stairway is now to your right. And then behind you is the door that you took to get in. Okay,
4: yeah, cool. Just
1: wanted to yeah,
2: check cool. yeah. this is now. Move, move on through the, the portal. Oh boy, big big lightning bolts coming in from <laughs> coming in from the window in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do um, like portal.
1: Uh yeah. You go you all go through the portal it is uh a weird sensation it is the feeling that you are walking forward and at the same time you are moving sideways uh hey
2: at least me going through port- the portal this time won't age me by 100 years
1: <laughs> that's a good point it's a very fair sure point as far as you know uh, it's already portal. happened
2: once. Don't make it happen again.
1: <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very weird sensation, but almost as quickly as it begins, you find yourself stepping through to another side that you are unfamiliar with, um, and the sensation is gone. Um, as you now find yourselves, if you look at the second floor map, uh, you now find yourselves up here. Um, and you see in front of you a small rectangular table and seated around it are four orcs, and um, all dressed rather fashionably uh they have a spread out in front of them it looks like several stacks of some sort of cards uh we are and they are each holding hands uh of cards not holding hands with each other
4: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're all holding hands on the
1: table
3: how oh, sweet,
5: oh, sweet. We're, we're, are
3: kumbaya now. the cards are levitating everything's second spinning
2: oh right here okay, yeah yeah You're we're entering right the shuttle around table we're referring to yeah yes Um, Too too bad, Jumbo.
1: I'm just going to send you to the
3: shadow (laughs)
5: world. (laughs) Isn't that just quacking crazy?
1: Dubois Dubois leads you all uh, to another door uh, and you walk through and you find yourselves in a hallway that is by all accounts seemingly deserted. Uh, This is another very fancy well-kept hallway. Uh, There are like potted plants set up along the sides. You see various portraits. Uh yes. Uh, there's various portraits running along the walls. Uh, you see what are like uh, these large, like still images and portraits of uh, what appear to be like actors and performers that have perhaps performed uh, at the velvet curtain previously, and they've sort of signed uh, their their portraits. Um, uh, you make your way down the hallway. It snakes. You take a take a left, and then move forward again. Um, until you are then led by Dubois to another doorway on the left-hand side, and as he opens it and gestures you through, you find yourselves on this beautiful, uh, ruby-red carpeted VIP balcony, um, incredible, ornate woodwork, uh, sort of surrounding it, uh, there is a like a fainting couch sitting in the corner, and then there are these extremely lavish uh, armchair seats uh, lined up along the edge of the balcony facing the stage itself. Uh, and it is there that you see that there are actually several people um, who have already found their seats and are uh, holding the conversation with each other. And you see Dubois' face sort of lights up and he says, Ah, yes! Looks like the rest of them are already here. Not often that I find myself being the late one to the party. Uh, and he kind of snaps his fingers. He says, everyone, everyone. My esteemed guests are here. We have finally arrived. Uh, and he brings all of you over. Um, as you approach, you are met with a group of humans. Um, you see before you, uh... Three males and one female, uh, all of them sort of turn to look at you, uh, a couple of them getting out of their chairs, um, that they're preparing to greet you, and you see that all of them are dressed very fashionably for the time, (laughs) um, immediately, uh, Dak and Nathaniel, you recognize one of these men, uh, silvery hair, tall, very gaunt expression, um, wearing this very dignified and ornate, uh, blue <coughs> um, with a button over and this immense, uh, sort of poof, uh, poofy scarf, uh, around the neck. Um, you recognize, uh, Ezekiel Eberson from when you had seen him, um, uh, in the, uh, in the tailor's shop previously. Uh, uh, Dubois, motions to him, says, Epperson, I told you that I was not lying. These are the friends that I made uh, just yesterday. And they are here with a dignitary of some sort. Foreign chap must be very important. Uh, uh Jared, uh, uh, sorry. Oh, the names, they slipped my mind. Uh, Jasper. Uh, Clark, if you would like to introduce yourselves and your, uh, your friends, please. Uh, and you notice, uh, for the first time that he actually looks a little, uh, little, little uncertain, a little nervous, uh, as he sort of presents you to these other people that he knows.
4: I'll take that opportunity to actually step up and take, offer to take the, uh, the silk bag from Johannes. I hand it over. Just kind of silently, just hold it out, and just I'll just take that from me, and then step back to flank.
2: The key to him staying in the We Have Cool Friends Club, he didn't have any cool (laughs) friends anymore. Where's Key in? We gotta (laughs) be cool.
5: (laughs) Hey man, you cool? Yeah man, we cool. (laughs)
2: Uh. I think yes. Johannes. Is, Johannes. Like, yeah, you're gonna. Are you gonna respond to him.
0: Can you, you see,
1: Everson sort of clears his throat and goes, uh, "Yes. Well, yes.
0: Um, hello. Yes, 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 yes. Um, well, <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is Jasper. Rose. Sorry. I like. There's like a tornado watch outside, so I was like, <laughs> I was it's like getting 10. a message.
2: So it's just mainly gonna be. At this point, it's just gonna be. We're just gonna be stuck yeah, with okay. severe storms.
0: I was just, like, getting a message uh, about
2: it, but... Yeah, no, it's, uh... The rain is roaring now.
0: Yeah. But, yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> I will introduce so. myself. Um, but, yes, yes, uh, Jasper Rose. Pleasure to make your acquaintance.
2: Mm,
1: yes, I'm sure it is. And your friends?
0: I, uh... I, like... I want you guys to introduce yourselves. I'm gonna gesture over to Silva first.
3: Um in
0: your mind,
3: uh, Johannes, you do hear uh Dad go, It is polite to introduce Dignitary first before anybody else. That's fair, that's fair.
0: Um then then yes, here is um dignitary duratal. Our esteemed guest for the evening. <laughs>
1: uh you see that Ezekiel Eberson steps forward and reaches out a spindly almost skeletal hand uh, reaches it towards mm. Ezekiel Emerson
2: mm.
3: I stare at, uh, at Emerson uh, mm. not breaking eye contact and I say something openly and reiterating and you're honest you hear please inform Mr. Emerson that in Riedra handshakes are not common. It is more a polite head nod or a uh, intent gaze would be suffice for a polite greeting.
0: Oh, um, Mr. Mr. Ebbison, um I'm sorry to say, but in his culture, handshakes are not customary. Just a, a simple nod is a, a standard way to greet each other.
1: Mm, I can take a hint, and he looks towards you, Dak, and Gives a deep nod, but this is also the first time that he's really looking at you.
2: And I'm sure Dak is really looking at him.
3: <laughs> Dak gives uh, a nod as well to magic, but does not break eye contact.
2: <laughs> I will kind of, to, <laughs> to Dak's side, and to kind of, noticing at least at this point that he clearly is, like, intent on staring <gasps> at people, just gonna also stare at him. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Just a group of five people roll in stare at
1: everyone <laughs>
5: refuses to elaborate doesn't leave <laughs>
1: uh, ezekiel ezekiel speaks up again, and the rest of them they are your your friends your companions your slaves then, what what are you just,
3: um i'm going to slightly i'm okay. gonna re and say uh uh palaka uh softly to Johannes uh, and in your mind Johannes uh, you hear uh, me say it is okay to call them guardians and you can uh, say that palaka is the word for in Viedrin, but the closest translation will be guardians
0: oh uh, well the it doesn't have quite have a direct translation but palaka means guardians they're the folks that he's traveling with
1: P- uh, he turns and looks to the woman, um, who you, you notice now, she is, uh, uh, very squat in appearance, uh, wide face, uh, hair is tied back into, like, this really intricate sort of, like, a bun, um, with these very large, uh, spectacles, uh, draped across her, her nose. Um, he turns back to her and says... Am I wrong to say I detect a bit of Salonian in the? Oh, uh, and she sort of adjusts her glass and says, No, no, you are not, and I am always happy to meet a Solonian. And she almost sort of shoves Everson aside a little bit as she waddles over to you. And she says, Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Oh, my goodness. My name is Uma... Aberta Etty. Uh, I work for the Galifar Museum as a curator. Uh, Very uh, interested in the uh, relations we have with other cultures as well as their artifacts. It is a pleasure to meet you. Uh,
3: I give her a nod. um, And I look to I don't look away from her now that my intention is on her, but I do speak Readrian to Johannes again. Uh, Johannes, you hear. Uh, inform her that I do not know uh that's, uh that's currently are acting as my translator.
0: Oh, um, I'm poly- I apologize, miss. Um, he, uh, he doesn't actually speak Corvarian. I'm um, going to be doing a bit of translating this evening. No, oh, okay. okay hold
2: on. Player-wise, remind me. I was also going to be kind of playing the the translator, the personal translator part. Correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe okay. so. I'll, I'll. So I'll. I'll so, I'm no, doing a bit gonna, of translating, uh, and then pull,
2: I'm gonna pull the I'm gonna pull the <laughs> the DAC move. I'm going to raise my hand.
5: <laughs> uh, yes, dear.
2: Uh, to assist in the translation as well, if mr jasper has issue i am also here to give word
0: of course again i only i speak the tongue well enough but again only on a business perspective so mm.
1: it is That's a, a, for sure is you're it. gonna
5: raise your hand and say like oh i'm sorry to interrupt but uh, i also translate
2: <laughs> it would have been better that would have been better <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm trying here, alright? I gotta get into... You know, I gotta get into character. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the literal headspace?
2: <laughs> gotta be, deck. A, it, <laughs> Gotta be, Dak.
1: It is a pity that, uh... For being a dignitary, he hasn't had the opportunity to learn common. Uh, but I suppose that's to be expected from Solonians. All hold up where they are never want to share with anything anybody oh my
3: god <sighs> um Dak also not we uh looking away from her will speak again reiterating and johannes you hear please kindly of inform her that's why i do not speak her alien i do understand what she is saying and that i will be more than uh welcoming in speaking with her uh with you as an intermediary It's immediate here.
0: Uh, Miss, um, (laughs) while uh, my translation duties are merely conversational, my friend does understand the language, just simply does not speak it.
3: Dak offers a very small smile.
1: You hear a low, rumbling voice uh, from one of the other two men that are still seated. If they know the language, but they choose not to speak it, perhaps they find it distasteful on their lips. Uh, and you see a gentleman, um, similarly aged, uh, as, as Eberson. Um, though he is, uh, bald, clean-shaven. Um, and as he now stands, you see he is dressed in all black, uh, with a, um with a collar of, uh... bright yellow, and he holds a long, thin, wooden cane, uh, of sorts, uh, with an eagle, uh, like, sort of like a silver eagle's head, acting as the, uh, the top of the cane itself. Uh, he sort of stands and says, If I were not more understandable... I might take that as a threat. <laughs> yeah. Easy Everson turns to him and says, Come now, Landis. Must we pick fights everywhere we go? Isn't it enough for us to be bickering with each other constantly? Um... Says, I... Do enjoy a good scrap. <laughs> um...
3: Dak... Looks over at Landis, um, now making eye contact with him, and Johannes. You hear him in your mind say, "Please inform him that it is to the contrary. While I understand Corvalian, my method of speech is not suitable for polite conversation, uh, and I would rather not insult the people I wish to interact with with my limited knowledge of the language."
0: Oh, well, um, our dear dignitary friend here has, means no disrespect by his, his refusal to speak the language, he just simply does not, uh, his manner of speaking is not appropriate for right now, it's, but promise me, I, 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 pro, I promise you, there is no disrespect here, we are more than humbled by your hospitality to have us all here today, we're just here to watch a wonderful show.
1: Yes, as all of us are. What, uh, what business is it that you all serve visiting this great city, if I can ask? In
3: your head, Johannes, you hear that (laughs) go. It is... A matter that, respectfully, he may not ask about. And please inform him that it is a lesson of regret that we are unable to uh, relay
0: the nature of our visit. Oh, we deeply, deeply regret to inform you, but unfortunately, some things just can't be spoken about. Uh, reasons for our visit are our own, and of quite compelling secrecy.
1: I will have you know secrets. The longer they are kept, the more likely they are to cause trouble. You hear a voice, but it isn't coming from any of the people that you have met so far. It comes from the last man. Still seated in his chair, looking out over the balcony. He sits with a very calm demeanor, shoulders straight. His hair is brown, evenly parted along the side, uh, perfectly combed back, face clean-shaven, eyes black, staring straight forward, uh, hawk-like, um, human um face is stone cold he turns to look at all of you I'll have you know that the best way to keep secrets is to stop speaking perhaps we all sit and we enjoy the show together hmm Far be it, we continue to pursue you, and some sort of secret sneaks out before you want it, to Uh, at this point, Dubois sort of shakily speaks up and says, Right. Right you are, Taxley. Always, always right. Uh, No, yes, well... Everyone, let's all, let's all take our seats. I'm sure they're going to be starting the shows at any moment.
0: I just, I sort of tug my collar and then look at the rest of everyone and then go make our way to our seats.
2: Yeah, I'll kind of, in a way, I'll kind of lead uh, Dak, but instead of sitting, I will just kind of stand next to him. Hmm. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think Nathaniel and I should probably take up position on either
2: side of Doc as well. Probably yeah. slightly more behind him. Yeah. Well, it would be I like th- standing next to the arm of his chair. <laughs> In
3: your head, uh, Nathaniel, you hear apologies Uncle. I unfortunately am the cause of your discomfort as you will have to stand for this show.
5: Oh, i think nothing of it. This is nothing compared to what I used to do.
3: Where's Caspian right now? Is he like between the
1: two? Caspian has taken a seat.
4: Um
2: probably closer to where Johannes will be sitting, right?
4: Correct. Yeah. Um as we take a position slightly behind, I will go ahead and like start undoing that silk bag and like take a look inside of it.
1: Okay, inside of the bag, uh,
2: you see is snacks for the performance. No,
1: actually, no. You know, bag of Milky Ways. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. You need to make stealth check right now.
0: It's a delta sleight of hand. Wait, all of us, or...? You, no, 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 no. Set. Yeah, right set. Okay, set. yeah, you're yeah, yeah. He's Stop. opening
4: Stop. the bomb. Stop. Yep. Stop. <laughs> Stop. 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 Set, sleight of hand. Flight of hand. Flight of hand. Uh, that is a 19. Okay.
1: Um, you open up this drawstring bag, uh, and you are able to see inside... Uh, from the lanterns overhead, some light catches a glint of something, and as you peer in, uh, you see that this is a bag that is filled with platinum pieces. There's something else inside there as well, closer to the bottom of the bag, but you can't quite see what it is.
2: Remind me, who I'll gave try us
1: this and, bag? like,
4: shift it slightly uh, to try and pull that more front and center. This bag was
1: given by the clerk at
4: the front desk. Front desk, yeah. Yes. Uh, while
3: he's doing that, and just because, you know, just for funsies, can I subtle spell uh, Minds Revelation around me to see if there's any other minds uh, just roaming about? Other minds
1: uh, roaming about.
3: So, the spell, while it can't let me read the surface thoughts of... um of any creature I directed to. There's also a feature where uh, in a 30-foot radius around me, I can detect, I can attempt to detect where not there is uh, uh, a sentient, or a thinking creature uh, that I can't see.
1: Okay, here's what you get. Mm -hmm. The wall behind you, on the other side of the wall, a very faint hint of... There's a couple sort of ebbs and flows of what could possibly be people thinking, or some some sort of thing uh, having thoughts on the other side of the wall. Uh, at this moment, the man that was referred to as Taxley uh, speaks up again and says, "I think instead of badgering our friends, we should perhaps offer them some refreshment." Uh, And as he snaps, you see that the door on the far end opens up, and three Warforged, uh, dressed in fine clothing, come in. Uh, They're all wearing bow ties. Uh, Very cute. And (laughs) they are carrying uh, these intricate plates uh, with food and drink. Oh. (laughs) How did it get there? (laughs) Uh, And so the the three Warforged come in in a single file line, um, and he speaks up to them and says, If you could please uh, provide these guests with some refreshments, some drink, um, before the show begins. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Thank you. Uh, And sure enough, the Warforged uh, offer each of you uh, either a fine glass of wine or a, a glass of mead. Some bread and butter, some light, you know, some light uh, appetizers um, for you to take if you are
2: interested. Um, I will look to you, Dak, I guess, for anything that. I'm going to kind of look at you intently as kind of like. Talk to me. um, (laughs) In Riedrin,
3: uh, I say the word for water, and in your head, I give you the translation (laughs) Water. And. After I take the first sip, the guard uh, the guardians may
2: partake. I'll kind of then go to I'll just kind of turn to them very quietly. Water for each of us, please.
1: The one of the Warforged uh speaks up and says Absolutely. As you wish, ma'am. Um and they begin uh passing out water for everyone. Um delicious clean sparkling water uh it just tastes fantastic very refreshing very cool i was say yeah i, uh,
2: I specifically I, give i'm a not look. drinking anything i was gonna say well mm-hmm. i give specifically a look to set and nathaniel if they take it i kind of like i will kind of look at them and like very like my way of giving you a sign is i you just kind of see me look at you and i very clearly like put the water in my hand and then look over to dak
4: gotcha i don't yeah. take anything yeah i i think both nathaniel and i are on the same page we're just going to refuse
2: the drinks okay. out right? right absolutely so but uh, yeah so then i will just you'll just see me then hold it as or like after i give you yours <laughs> i just hold the one that's for me Zach will take his wait a uh, good five seconds and take a tentative of the
3: first sip bring it down and then
2: now uh, once he puts it down uh yeah once it's down i'd i go up
1: <laughs> um so the two of the warforged uh that were providing the the plates of the the drink and the meal um the two warforged turn and they exit uh the third remaining warforged walks over to um mr dubois and leans into his ear and whispers something to him uh, and Mr. Dubois sort of nods enthusiastically and says, "Yes, yes, very, very well. Of course, of course." Uh, and the the Warford stands back up, walks out, exits, leaves the balcony. So it is just now, uh, your group as well as uh, Mr. Dubois's group.
2: How far um, was he? And is it possible to have tried to eavesdrop on it?
1: <laughs> make. Uh... Hang on. What's your passive One, perception?
2: Uh passive is 14.
1: Would have been pretty t- uh. Make a real quick perception roll for me. I mean,
2: because yes, if I would have saw a warforge inherently based on our situation, I see a warforge <laughs> go whisper something to someone, I'm gonna try to listen. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably it's not gonna go well it's a nine
1: okay yeah you um whatever the warforge whispers into his ear it's it's far too quiet for you to be able to pick up on it yeah. um
2: unfortunate and
1: it and it's very quick yeah almost as soon yeah, as yeah. as soon as he leans down more of a shot
2: in the up. dark really is gonna be <laughs> i figured it was pretty much gonna be uh, the roll super a higher bus
1: Warforge turns around exits uh closes the door behind them uh the You see as the many mag- magical lanterns around you and in the surrounding area dim, uh, a hush falls over the crowd It's mostly gathered, um, and you see now these brilliant everlights turning on, illuminating the stage itself. Uh, and with that, uh, Mr. Dubois says, yes, excellent. Uh, this show is beginning to start. Uh, and he... Claps his hands. Uh, and as he does, you hear a, um... And, for the briefest of moments, you see some sort of, like, a like an arcane field of energy appear and surround the balcony, sort of cutting it off from the rest of the theater. Um... You all immediately there's a familiarity to this this sort of uh barrier that you see um it reminds you of way 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 back at the citadel the first time that you were there uh when there was the sort of the containment room that you were held in, the waiting room um and there was a balcony outside, but if you attempted to like move off of the balcony or throw anything off of it, there was this almost invisible barrier. Um, set up around it, this arcane barrier that was keeping anything from going out or in. Um, and this this that you see sort of appear before you is very similar in appearance. Uh, in the brief moment that you're able to see it before it becomes totally incorporeal. Uh, and so Dubois uh, looks to everyone and says, Well, here we are. The highest seats available. Has everybody ready to handle some business? Uh and you see that uh Landis uh gruffly says, "Yes, I've been ready. Uh I've been waiting several days for this. If we can please get to it." Um and uh Taxley still staring straight forward at the stage goes, "Is it wise?" In present company with our new friends. Are they trustworthy? Uh, and Dubois says, Uh, yes, well, they gave the passcode at the, uh, front, so... It is, uh, it would appear that they are on the up and up. Uh. So, and he, he kind of looks you all. Uh. Since we know that you are all friends of Mr. Caldrew, Uh, that makes you friends of us as well. Uh. Do, if you do have any questions or concerns, definitely feel free to speak up. Um, But otherwise, let's all uh, enjoy the show. Uh, Some bitch
2: set us up.
1: (laughs) Uh... (sighs) Uh, Dubois takes a seat Uh, as you see the curtains part and there is a booming announcement that echoes throughout. uh, You all hear as uh, an announcer calls out Ladies and gentlemen. I present to you the proud players of the Velvet Curtain and their production of My Fair Lizard Folk. And the, the crowd erupts into applause uh, as the curtains uh, pull back and you see this magnific- magnificent set that has been laid out, lights coming on, um, and uh, over to your left, You see uh, all sitting next to each other, Eberson, Landis, uh, Oot and uh, Taxley um, politely clap in applause. Um, And uh, as the first actors begin to take the stage and speak their lines, uh, Taxley turns and looks back to all of you again. ...and says... So... ...you are here on... Caldrew's behalf. I hope he is well. And I'll let you decide... ...if he is or not. Uh, because next week... ...we will continue... ...our conversation... ...as you speak with what appear to be... ...very powerful people. Uh, and quite possibly the only lead... ...that you have. All right, uh, y'all. As the show begins... And the other show also starts taking place.
2: Wait, uh, no. Where have I showed up?
0: <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh no. Oh.
2: Where have I gone? <laughs> See you next week.
1: Tune in next week with your warthogs and your banshees as we pick up this new episode of Dragon Mark Symphony. Have a good evening, y'all. <laughs>